and I'll bet that they're being heard on every radio telescope on the entire Earth. Are you feeling by any chance like a goober? Oh, no, you are, but what am I? What does it look like I'm doing picking goobers? Pardon me, did I hear you say? On the radio, he is introduced like this. Howdy hody everybody and welcome to the Goober Hour. I'm your host Trevor Walls and I am so excited to talk to today's guest. We are talking to somebody from my childhood and I'm sure from a lot of your childhoods too. You know him as the former Yellow Wiggle. You know him from seasons and seasons on Nick Jr. with Play Along With Sam. And now you might know him for his brand new album on Republic Kids Records called All the Feels. That's right, today I am talking to the one and only incredibly talented Sam Moran. All the way from Australia. Can you believe it? I sure can't. From All the Feels, this is Sunny Day. Enjoy that pop goodness. I'm waving goodbye to all those bad, bad days. All of that trouble's finally gone.
listeners, I am thrilled to say that I am now here with Sam Moran himself. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. First of all, there's something I've been meaning to tell you for a while that I haven't been able to, so I thought I would start the interview off with that. Of course. And that is to thank you for a brilliant performance in 2008. 2008. (laughs) I wasn't able to tell you at the time while you were performing in Vancouver, Canada. There were thousands of other kids there, but I'm glad 15 years later that I can thank you. It was a great performance. Well, you are very welcome, and thank you for passing that on 15 years later. (laughs) Um, I'm... I am very touched, um, obviously, that uh, that that performance still is in your memory after all that time. So that's uh, for it to have made such an imprint. Oh, yeah. No, I remember every beat. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, I want to congratulate you on an incredible new album. You know, I've heard a lot of songs about emotions in my life, obviously, especially in the children's music genre. But I've got to say... I've never heard quite so many pop bangers about things (laughs) like anxiety and joy and all the, well, all the feels that we feel. (laughs) So what went into making this album? I know it came up through a lot of feelings during the pandemic. You're a father of two. So walk me through it. What was this process like? Certainly, it's (laughs) multi-pronged reasons for it all. But yes, I've got uh, children myself. I've got a 13-year-old and a uh, almost three-year-old. And so this music is really somewhat about uh, bridging that gap as well between them. Because we find with the record label that I'm with, with Republic Records, who are the number one pop record label on the planet. Yeah. Um, any of the big pop stars, the, the you know, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, you know, uh, the list goes on. I'm going to leave plenty out if I keep going. They know pop very, very well. But what we were both discussing was that children seem to be going from Coco Melon and that sort of nursery rhyme element and going straight to Taylor Swift as soon as they reach about six. Right. And musically, uh, they're obviously connecting with the pop, uh, that sort of pop sound, but thematically and lyrically, those songs are not necessarily for them. It won't have any connection to them. So it was about us trying to find a bridge between those two worlds and then but still being in their world lyrically and being um, kind of reflecting their point of view so yes as you mentioned with the pandemic i uh, i was reading all these reports that children of that age school age were started were having real trouble understanding what their emotions were because they're not they were they spent so long in a bubble without being you know close contact with their their friends and their peers um, and the diagnoses of anxiety were, had skyrocketed for anti-anxiety medication, etc. So, I myself was uh, had went through a, a period in uh, 2015 when I was diagnosed with depression, and part of my therapy with that was actually relearning what I was feeling and how I was feeling it, and mm. and really understanding those those internal um, emotions. So that's what this album is about. Is about exploring the the pantheon of emotions that uh, children are experiencing often for the first time uh, some of these more scary emotions as well and uh, helping them identify what they're feeling rather than trying to tell them how to feel or what to feel just helping them understand what it is they are feeling. Yeah, no, that definitely shines through on this album. And like you said, that bridge, I I fully agree. I feel like you found this perfect middle um, between more traditional kids' music. And and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with nursery rhymes. 
They're fun. They're great. But there's something so cool hearing this middle ground you found between children's music and pop, and especially all the talented musicians and producers that worked on it. Because you mentioned Republic Records. This is their first ever original artist album on their kids' label, which is a huge deal. Yes. So what was it like getting into the studio and, and working on these songs in a completely new way? It was a real new experience for me. Uh, certainly, I um, I do a lot of... Previously, all my preschool stuff was done, obviously, with the wheels, and then um, solo was done in much smaller environment. But, I mean, songwriting is still the same process regardless. It's just a matter of who you're writing for and what audience you have. But um, this process, I came to LA and was writing with some... What we really wanted to do was musically, I guess, try and find that bridge. So what we did was connect myself with those pop writers and try and find the middle ground between both of us. And that's what I th- why I think the sound has really worked and blended so nicely. That's awesome. That must have been so fun for all the musicians and producers who don't often work on kids' stuff too. Absolutely. Because, you know, the great thing about what I do is I get to play in all sorts of sandboxes. You know, I, I can play in any genre. Like children's children's music is the genre, so you get to play in all. And really, if you can explore sonically lots of different sounds, that's the best time to do that and expose children to all sorts of di- different types of music. They have not yet experienced different sounds, and they're experiencing it for the first time, and they don't have a favorite. T- they're still discovering their favorite type of music. So I get to play in all those sandboxes, which is fun, and certainly for this the. The, right, the producers that I worked with, it was fun for them also. Yeah, I love that you mentioned all those different genres of music. And that kind of goes back to your background. You're a classically trained vocalist, which you can hear in everything you do. You're a very talented vocalist. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to go back there for a moment. What were your beginnings like? What first got you into music? And, and how does that translate to what you do now? So when I was about three or four, my, um, my mother put me in an early childhood music class. And so my, the teacher of that brought, pulled my mother aside on one occasion and said, you know, your son for his age sings remarkably well in tune. For his age, he's not really meant to be able to sing that well in tune. You should put him in a competition. So <laughs> <laughs> coming from a small town, she put me in a um, singing competition. The youngest age was, I think... 10 or 12 and under and I was six and I won that competition so (laughs) wow um anyway that's where it all started but then when I got to when I went to college I started studying music education at the uh, Sydney Conservatorium of Music and so it was there that I realized what that early childhood music class was that I'd been that I'd done and experienced myself because I started to learn those same principles and how to pass those on. And so that's something I always try, especially in my, my solo career, have tried to implement that mu- those music education elements into what I do as well. Did you envision children's music as a part of your future at all during that time? Not at all. It's one of those things. I, I know everybody quotes um, Steve Jobs, especially he, that commencement speech at Stanford. But there's one thing he he pointed out was that you have to you, you, know, you look back on your life and you, you have to believe that the dots will connect mm. uh, of all your experiences through life. And so, yes, did I foresee that this was the direction I was, I was headed at any point? Not at all. <laughs> but when, you look, when I look back at all those connected dots, it certainly was clear in hindsight that that was certainly the, um, the path meant for me. Oh, that's just the way, isn't it? I, there's always just two sides of the spectrum, never in between. It's either I knew it from the moment I was born, I was going to be entertaining other kids, or I had no idea, and I still don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have had such longevity in your career. 
from the Wiggles, like you mentioned, to play along with Sam on Nick Jr. I'm probably going to have that jingle on Nick Jr. stuck in my head for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been such a lengthy career at this point. What would you say are some of your biggest takeaways from this time? Oh, really? It's I think it it all comes down to understanding that the audience is key in that with um, music for adults. We, you know, we often they often write music for adults written from personal experience, and and hope that that common um, lived experience is is uh, connects with other people on a common level that they have experienced something similar. What we do with children's music is really try to understand how you know we're not we're adults making music for children, but trying to understand the world through their eyes. And so there's a little, it's certainly uh, a difference to that, but really it's something that uh, needs to remain as a core principle in what we do and really keep coming back to understanding their point of view and and really being a voice for them rather than try and uh, teach them or, you know, that's my principle, the way I look at th- children's music anyway is I'm not trying to teach them through music. I'm trying to entertain them, and through entertainment and play, they will be educated. And uh, so to come at, come at it from their point of view and their un- the way they see the world. Yeah. Well, you're certainly bringing that with this new era. I say new era because you're donning a new outfit. Yes. You've got the snazzy red sweater. You're playing Lollapalooza. You've got the new record label. So it feels even more personal i mean you've always had personality don't get me wrong but this music especially feels it feels really personal so what has this new music felt like for you it's been certainly an emotional journey for me because certainly playing uh, with preschool music that i've always done it's always been based in joy and these emotions are somewhat a little bit more complex and sometimes they you you know you're able to connect yourself to those emotions as well playing with that and it's been an emotional journey for me as well going through all those because i think the way children's emotions play out is it comes from the most pure form of those emotions too because they're experiencing it to the nth degree for the first time often and so they're not complex they are the purest form of those emotions and some of the the hardest emotions as well Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down mm, But it's alright Guess who I miss when you're not around Yeah, but it's alright So if you're stuck, just start moving forward Know that I'm just around the corner And for any moment you don't know what to do Remember there's a song for you Biddy boom, biddy boom, biddy boom I hear your heart and it's singing out strong You know, I'm looking at your whole career in my mind right now, and I think the most inspiring part of your story to me is it's it's a tale of so many new beginnings. Anytime something may come close to ending, it's like, oh, the Wiggles, oh, we got Play Along With Sam. (laughs) Time goes on, now we've got this new album and this new label. You know, it's just relentless joy, relentless talent, so... Huge congratulations on all of your success. Thank you very much. I've got a vision of a new Sam Moran album coming out in 40 years. God willing. Something tells me he'll still he'll <laughs> still be killing it. Well, I've got one final question for you, and this is important. Okay. Here on the Goober Hour, I like to ask my guests a question that they have never been asked before. Okay. A Goober exclusive question. Now, this is going to be a little difficult because you have been interviewed a lot in your life. <laughs> but here it is. My Goober exclusive question for you. In my research, I discovered that you are as much of a beverage person 
as I am. Yes. I love me a beverage. So I wanted to ask, what is your number one favorite drink? <sighs> you know, you can't go past a good coffee. Mm, agreed. Really, you can't go past a good coffee. I mean, and look, that that could be a half hour conversation just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind for the next interview. We'll exactly. just next album. We'll save half an hour for coffee talk. Absolutely. Well, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Everybody, you can stream all the feels everywhere that you stream music. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Sam. Thanks, Trevor. And with the feeling of love, this is Make Me Wanna Sing. You wrap me up when it gets colder With my head upon your shoulder When I just can't sleep at all And if you only knew The things I'm learning from you And it's true that I do Love the way I do Cause of how you've shown Things I can't control oh, 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 oh. 